This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9 has a huge range of programs available for podcast. In fact, Joy is one of the largest podcasting communities on community radio. If you haven't checked out our podcasting service, you're missing out. Visit joy.org.au, click on the podcast tab and you'll find a list of Joy programs regularly sharing the best interviews, news and reviews. There's tens of thousands of hours for you to enjoy, so check it out now. joy.org.au Welcome to our house, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. Love is in the air. I can't help myself. It's Valentine's Day. You must be John Paul Young. I am. Thank you for welcoming me to your show, David Gale. I'm actually Russ Masterton. Ah, close. And I love Valentine's Day. What you a do? special day it is. We eat chocolate. Mm. We throw flowers around mm. the room at each other. And, mm. then, you know, I've had such a great day. I've had an office full of flowers. I absolutely loved it. I thought I couldn't believe how spoiled I was. I hope all of you Valentines out there are feeling loved and happy. Adore. Or else you're still in the car and the traffic that's pouring into the city. Can you believe it? Traffic jams out there. Flower of the day was lily, by the way. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Gorgeous lilies, yes, yep. And did you know that you can get flowers with little chocolates inside the the bud area? I've seen the Faces book pages that you've uh, been... Oh, you have? You didn't like them? Oh, I've liked. I've liked No, you haven't liked mine. I have so. You have not. (laughs) Yeah, look. (laughs) Moving right along. Which program's this? Oh, Our House. Our yes, house? Uh, yes. Sorry. Happy Valentine's Day again. <laughs> Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing or downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is the GLBTI real estate show for you. It bloody well is. Thank you. I'm Paul mm. McClure, and there's one criteria for the music that we play on Our House. It must have something to do with houses or homes, except tonight, because it's Valentine's Day. Oh, my it's goodness, all about this is love. a surprise. Love is in the air. Um, but we do look forward to your questions. Questions and your comments. If you'd like to contact us, please do. What would you want to contact us about? Well, about what we talk about on the show. Which is? Well, we're going to be having our very special guest tonight, Dr. Nicole Hoskin from Paran Vet, to talk about how to keep your pet safe in the home, pet-proofing your house. Okay. So if you want to send a message, what do you have to do? You can send one by email on air at joy.org.au. You can send it by phone, one three hundred joy 949 Yes, the lovely Gordon is at the front desk, and you can also send it by SMS 0427-JOY949. That's 0427-569-949. Again, Dr Nicole Hoskins is with us tonight, and she is a vet. And there is no other person in the world that I would love to be or associate with than Mm. a vet. You know, my fur babies... My fur babies uh, mean the world to me, and no, I'm so excited too. we've got a vet on, on the show tonight. Yeah, well, that's true. So if you've got any questions for the about vet, yes. 
uh, pets in your home, we'd love to hear about it. Specifically, about, like, I don't want to know about if you've got a little bit of a wart on the uh, on the foot of your rabbit or something like that. No. But if you have <laughs> questions, because I know there will be quite a few questions, if there's any questions specifically to do with keeping your pets in the home and how you do it or maybe you're considering getting safe, a pet keeping them safe and what you need to do, yeah, all those sorts of things. If you have any questions, please send in messages as soon as you can. We don't want a lot of questions about pets being overweight. No, we don't want to no. use Nicole as a, a, a free a clinic. That's right. As a vet. And, you know, don't, so don't this send in... This is a house, yeah. house show. It is about housing. And, um, you know, what? what's better than a, a vet on a house show to yeah, tell us how to vet-proof or ha- proof our vet houses? Proof. <laughs> no, <laughs> proof we don't house. want that. Anywho, of course, <laughs> we'll be looking at current rates in the marketplace and some of the sales over the past weekend in our rates check segment. Oh, I can hardly wait. We'll be checking in with the most gorgeous Rosemary. She cracks me up, that lady, with all She's of her garden name. tips and God knows what else. And we've got a new segment tonight, something about low-hanging <clears throat> fruit. You'll yes, have time to a, listen to... It's a new segment called Low-Hanging Fruit, so you're going to have to yes. stick around to hear about that. <laughs> I don't know who thought of that name, you David. You love low-hanging David. fruit, don't you? It was David, wasn't Yeah, it? but you yes. do love low-hanging fruit. You'll have to keep <laughs> listening to find out if I do or I don't. Now, Paul. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, as you know, we're on a journey with you because we're not experts, so we get the experts Mm-mm. in Mm-hmm. so that they can share their experience and knowledge with us and with you. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. Dum dum. You are listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. My name's Russ Masterton and that it's That music time. only means one thing, doesn't it? It's time for rates check here on Our House. Now, I haven't done any research this week. I know you've been right on it, Russ. I'm always All on it. All over it. Now, listen, one of the things that I meant to talk to you boys about this week is that I found it very frustrating today when I was looking for a gay or lesbian mortgage broker. Oh. I read a couple of articles and of um, uh, GLBTI people that had been to um, see a broker. Um, yeah. And they felt that the brokers that they had gone to see weren't... Um, weren't really sensitive to um, their needs their and their needs. situation exactly. in relationships. Exactly right, David. What they basically felt was that, you know, the, the, the partner didn't want to be thrown into the um, de facto um, group for whatever mm. reason. Um, they felt that that, that that wasn't good enough. Now, um, we have had a fantastic mortgage broker on one of our first few episodes, mm, yes. uh, Tim Gaster. Tim. Great guy. He was um, lovely, yeah. And he was certainly not of that ilk. But no. at the same time, we do need to find somebody um, who is from our LGBTIQ community. And I'll put that task out to you, Russ. Maybe we'll look I've for one couple. over the next Ooh, few weeks and couple. see who's prepared to come into the studio. Yeah. Or if you're a mortgage broker and you're listening right now, send us Please. an SMS. If you're um, a mortgage broker and would like to come on our house, we would love to hear from you now, wouldn't we, Paul? How would absolutely. that person contact us immediately? Immediately contact <laughs> us by email. On air at joy.org.au or by sending us an SMS 0427 Joy 949 0427 569 
949. So there anyway, what happened to me? There is. What happened to me today? Be. I went to mm. the Valentine's Day Google search yes. because it's Valentine's Day. Yes. And I Googled and nothing came up for gay and lesbian uh, mortgage broker except okay. for this thing called rainbowflag.com.au. Now, rainbowflag.com.au is one of those services where um, if, you've, um, if you're gay and lesbian um, or gay and lesbian friendly business, you would put yourself onto this um, this service and they would yep. list your business on there. Um, okay. But you're, you know, pink dollar friendly or, or GLBTI friendly. So I did, I did go on there and living in Melbourne, um, I thought, well, I wonder how many gay friendly mortgage brokers we've got here. Mm. And I found two. Um, oh, there was, goodness. Uh, yeah, That's I a know. lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> two. I thought, I thought that was pretty good, actually. Hmm. It's One was called Astute Finance uh-huh. and the other one was called Yellow Brick Road, which I like the sound of, Yellow Brick Road. Yes, so, right. so I'm going to try to get one of those um, guys on or Yellow ladies Brick on. Yellow Brick Road is a large um, franchise service, as far as I know, started by the guy that used to do that program on television, uh, sort of similar to The Apprentice. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I hope he wears As far as I know. I mean, I don't watch enough reality TV to know, but anyway. Anyway, so that's... um, Well, that's that's a task. If you are out there and you're thinking that you really do need someone who's um, GLBTI sensitive to your needs um, when you are um, mortgaging for a broker or whatever you want to call yourself. There's got to be some Wally Woofters out there that have become mortgage brokers. Huge. Huge. Who knows? They'll be messaging Paul in a moment. Anyway, we move on to... What are the rates like this week? Oh, the rates. God, those rates, they just move so quickly we don't know what's going on do we (laughs) We no they are still exactly the same this week and uh, so uh, loans.com.au has um, the best loan for the week 3.59 oh yep you're on it you are so and the best of the big four banks about 3.98 that is NAB NAB we love NAB NAB where it meets last week while you were away at the B52's concert we did have a 3.95 which was an ANZ quick start loan it was a two year fixed rate of 3.95 from memory but, you know, the big four have gone from the three sevens and uh, also some of the smaller brokers have gone from the three fives to the three sevens and they've all sort of adjusted about 0.2, 0.3. Well, you know, the thing I like about NAB is it's two years fixed and if you're just coming into the market, it's nice to have a fixed um, That's why we need a, a, a mortgage broker as exactly well. Exactly right. Exactly um, right. Tops and bottoms, we love those. Well, I do. I have always liked both, considering um, this program is very versatile. It is. Okay, so this week we're back, everybody. We (laughs) are totally back as far as uh, auctions go. We didn't have that many last week. It was about four or five hundred, I think, but it was still up on the year before. Okay. How many this week? you guys last week. How many this week? With that rock lobstering going on. Snapping your crab claws. Yes. Read it. That's good. Now, there were 443 auctions last week. Still clearance, which mm-hmm. was pretty good. High clearance. This time last year, 536 with okay. a 74% clearance. So even though there are less auctions, the clearance rate is much higher. Demand is high. Now, Paul, you will be pleased to know that 294 of them were sold prior to auction, which means they didn't have to go through that tormenting uh, auction, which you don't like. Nail-biting. It's terrible. And they're sold it's an tonight. Mm-hmm. Sold to the man with the white shirt and the two dash hounds chihuahuas. <laughs> It's like a sales orgy, isn't it, really? It is, and really. I don't it's like gross. it. Yeah, it is. And, and more to the point, Paul, you'll like the fact that 329 were sold in private selling. Good. Oh. So, you know, not that Right many, up my alley. There weren't that many more auctions. 
Mm. Okay, clearance rate high. Uh, still not that many options, but still, yeah, there's demand out there. You're right the on the mark, Mr. Gunn. What about right the tops? Now, what look, sort of, because I love tops. What, it never ceases to, I know you do, never ceases <laughs> to amaze me that that Glen Waverley and Mount Waverley always goes off every week. Ridiculous. I, mean, I think at our house, we need to do an OB from Glen Waverley. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's Tuesday right. night. That's right. We're Hopefully gonna, before daylight savings we, finishes we can, because nobody can hear you scream in Glen Waverley. We can Waverley. drive around in my Toyota. Camry. Yes. And we can do an outside broadcast from Glen Waverley. You'll fit in. Oh, it'll be fabulous. I, I can see it now. Anyway, Glen Waverley. What will we wear? Beige? Glen Waverley. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we have to wear and beige. brown shoes. Cat- so, anyway. oh, come on. <laughs> so, what were the top sales there? So, they in Glen Waverley this week, $2,880. You know how they can afford that? Because they've saved on clothing. Oh, another favourite of mine, Canterbury. Yes, oh. Canterbury's beautiful. Where is Canterbury? It's, oh, it's near just, Far Q. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's just after East Camberwell on the train line before you get to the beautiful Surrey Hills. Oh, it sounds it's lovely. Be- oh, million, there's the Golden Mile there. 2,300,000 in Canterbury. Mont Albert Road is and then the typically Golden Bright and East. You know what they're like yeah, from well, Bright and 1,920,000. Yeah. I have to say, Brighton East is across the road. Oh, it is. Not, it's, it's, it's not. not. It's round. Okay, That's why right. it's only in the 1.1 really million area. Top flats for the week. Everybody ready for some top flats? Okay, we've got McKinnon, 1,518,000. Wow. Jesus, McKinnon. <laughs> I remember the good old days of McKinnon where you could go down there and buy a, a lollipop. block of land for $1.50. Yeah. Yeah. Hampton, 1,425,000. Mm-hmm. Mentone. These are all beachside suburbs. Yeah, of course. Uh, Mentone, 1,360,000. Nice. Mount Waverley. See? Yep. Oh, that mm-hmm. OB is looking mm-hmm. good. I tell you what. Yeah. Nothing better than Mount. Uh, 1,305,000. Now the bottoms, which um, I, I find most interesting because mm. I like to um, I like a bargain and I like a bottom. Yeah. So this week, every single one of the bottom houses is in the Geelong area. Whew. How do Get you feel about that, Paul? Are you uh, feeling mighty gonna, proud? Look, I am going to query one of them. You mentioned yes. the 58 Littlewood oh. Drive in Finesford. God, okay. right. I've never even heard of Finesford, mm-hmm. but I've looked this one up. It was only $290,000. Was that the lowest one? That was the lowest no, it wasn't. No, no, nor lane. All right. Well, this one is no. the lowest one of them, I suppose, but it's, it's actually a block, a block of, of land. land. No, okay, that's not No right. bedroom, no bathroom, no car. But oh, $290,000. The grass is very green. 533 square metres. <laughs> the grass is greener in Finesford, let me yes. tell you. It used to be a, a cement work factory, and mm. now it's now it's gone into a bit of a burb. But do do um, do move to Geelong. Um, it's where the top five are this week. Mm. And um, the cheapest was 255000 and they went all the way up to 290000 So if you're, if you're wanting to get into They're the market um, and you only want to be an hour away from Melbourne, you can... Well, it is only an hour, and it yeah, can take yeah, an hour to get right. in from, you know, all sorts Frankston. of suburbs. From Croydon or Frankston. Yep, or, yep, definitely. Or, Dandenong. Or, or Dandenong. Or, um, now they've or got that extra fast train going down there. Craigslist burden. I don't know. It's all happening, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, well, I'd say that's a... Yeah. No, it's not a wrap yet. Good no. Goodness. I could go <laughs> on for the an bottom hour. Flats. I could the go bottom on flats. for an hour. Um, <laughs> the bottom flats. Footerscray. Yes. 241,000. Yes. Uh, Ascot Vale, these are all city centres. That's centrally, good, Ascot Vale's lovely. 275,000. Uh-huh. Brunswick Vest, yeah. 326,000. Hillside, 327,000. And Mordialic, 332,000. So, you know, there are some good flats down around the bottom area. Mordy oh. sounds in a suburb, but it's about 33 kilometres from the city CBD. Well, you know you but know, it's still not bad. Footscray is Footscray's the new. Nice um, Footscray. Paran, it is. It's gorgeous over in Footscray, I'm telling you. Whatever you you say. $241,000 $241,000 for a two-bedroom flat in Footscray. Yes, I know. It's insane. What road was that on? 
um, Hampton Pride, Hampton Parade West. We'll look that up later on. Yes. Anyway, uh, this is our house, in. and you've had our tops and bottoms. Thank you. At home with David, Russ, and Paul on our house. Put your feet up. You are, yeah. Grab a cup of coffee or Comfy tea there. or Milo. You and listen to our house. I'm is very anyone comfy, excited yeah. about what our next segment is? I am. Grrr. <laughs> now listen, <laughs> listen to me. I cannot believe. I, first of all, um, Nicole, what's your husband's name? Peter. I would like to thank Peter personally for not being a Valentine's Day weirdo yes. and demanding that Thanks, you go Peter. out and have dinner with him tonight because we needed you on our program. We did indeed. He's so a, he's a very forgiving kind of person like that. So. <laughs> We have the very lovely Dr. Nicole Hoskin. She's one of the directors at Pran Veteran Vet. Oh, wait, wait, vet. Veterinary. Veterinary Hospital. <laughs> no, I can't understand it. Uh, she's been a vet for 21 years, which is wow. longer than I've been alive. Must have started when um, you were about five, yes. I'd say. Oh, you say the nicest things. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a lot of fingers in a lot of pies, and her interests include exotic pets, so ferrets, ah. rabbits. Anybody out there with ferrets and rabbits, send us a message if you've got a question. She's done extra training and she's got accreditation in dentistry. She also does ultrasounds and acupuncture. And it is great to have her here, not least of all because she's spent the last five days without a voice and having had laryngitis. So thank you very yeah. much for coming in, Nicole. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad I've got my voice back. It uh, probably so would have been a very quiet yes. uh, segment. Mine doesn't really work. No, uh, it doesn't radio. work on radio. On radio. Straight away, I've got this slightly loose feeling at the back. No, 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 no. no. Happy no. Valentine's Day, Nicole, and thank you for coming in. Thank you. Now, Nicole, you lived on a farm when you were younger. I didn't live on a farm. My grandparents had a farm, and I spent Ah. a lot of weekends up there. Okay, so hence Mm. the love for pets. Yep. How wonderful. Yeah, my parents used to call me um, Ellie Mae Clampett because I used to collect all the stray animals and take them home. Of course, you wouldn't be old enough to have seen the Beverly Hillbillies, but Ellie Mae could tame any critter that there was. (laughs) Now, look, just thinking about critters tonight, and it is Valentine's Day, just before we started the Hmm. show, we were talking about the great gifts that we get for Valentine's Day. You've got chocolates today, and I'm sure there's bunches of flowers there for you, Paul. I'm all alone, so there's nothing. But um, at the same time, just... To get into Valentine's Day, chocolates and flowers and, you know, beautiful ribbons and bows and things, they present hazards for pets, don't they? They certainly do. Uh, We often forget that chocolate is quite toxic to dogs. Uh, We get a lot of dogs coming in that have ingested uh, chocolates that have been hidden under the Christmas tree or were set aside for presents. Uh, They go and swipe them off the bench (laughs) because they taste so good. Yeah. Uh, But the problem is that uh, dogs uh, uh, have problems with something called theobromine, which is one of the products in the chocolate, Mm -hmm. and it actually causes cardiac problems or heart problems. And Mm. uh, they can get quite sick with it. So we're often making dogs throw up after they've eaten chocolate, which is not a very fun thing to do at the clinic. I've heard it said before that Mm. dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate? It's is actually the, the other way around. Oh, the other way around. Yeah, so okay. dark chocolate is really uh, the, the highest concentration of the of the um, product that causes a problem. Okay. Uh, milk chocolate is less so, and white chocolate doesn't actually contain it. So if okay. they eat white chocolate, they're okay. But it's all bad, really. Yeah, we'd prefer that they didn't eat it. Now, Nicole, if you, uh, are you playing with a time bomb if, you're, um, if you do slip the odd chocolate eclair to your dog? Is it... <gasps> 
it oh, depends shit. on the size of your dog. Okay. So if you've got a little one kilo dog and mm. you're giving it a chocolate every now and again, then that's probably a lot more dangerous than giving a 40 kilo dog a little bit of chocolate. Oh, okay. So yeah. you do have to be careful. Yeah. And there are uh, really good resources online. There's chocolate toxicity calculators. Yes. So you can work out the uh, weight of your dog oh. and the weight of your, uh, the amount of chocolate that they've eaten and whether you need to be worried about it or Is not. Is that sweet tooth something that we've introduced to her then? I'm very curious about this because, you know, she's, her mouth waters and drips. We're talking about your dog, aren't we? Gwenny, we are. Yeah, yes, so I'm so talking about my partner, excuse no. me. Um, yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Um, He's just yeah, so sweet. Gwen, yeah, she just, she, anything sweet and she's on it. Yeah, right I think that it. there might be a component of that Pavlovian syndrome, you know, where you mm. give a dog something and they just go, they oh my God, forget. something good something yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's an element of that and yeah. there's also, you know, that you're excited about giving it to them. So yeah. it's fun there as well. Yeah, so okay. there's a whole so lot of jokes. In fact, the best piece of advice about Valentine's chocolate is mm-hmm. keep out of reach of dogs. Yeah, put it up high. Okay. Yeah. And or was, just eat it all. Or yeah, eat it all. Yeah, yeah that's what I'd do. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not in front of them secretly no, yes, in the bathroom right. as you cry. Lock the door. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, also, we were talking about animals before, and, you know, it sort of ties back into the chocolate thing. But if you were to get – like, you get asked a lot of questions every day. What is one of the most common questions you get asked every day in the surgery? I think one of the biggest questions I get asked is, is my pet overweight? So, you know, people are often very scared to ask the question, but then they do um, because they, they want to know whether their pet's chubby or not. Yeah, look, I have to say, as, as an owner of a once fat dog, oh. um, she's good now. That, that well was, done. Yeah, that, yeah that, great that, work. Did yeah. you cut her back? I cut her back. Yeah, good boy. Yeah. Yep. Cut her off. And what sort of advice would you give to people if their dog is overweight? Well, I certainly would say don't be shy about asking your vet mm. about what to do. Cause we, about anything. About anything, really, because mm. we, we love animals and we want to help them. One of the biggest issues that we have with uh, animals is that they're overweight or that they have obesity-related problems such mm. as arthritis and diabetes yeah. becoming more and more common. So if you if you are concerned, we'd much rather you come in and have a chat to us and we can help you out. And, don't put uh, it perhaps, off. Yeah, don't yeah. put it off. Yeah. So we're in the kitchen at the moment. There's mm. chocolates all around the place um making soup and yeah we're making soup well we're always cooking in the kitchen that's what it's for but there's other foods in the kitchen that need to be addressed because when we're talking about pet proofing your home um there's things that we need to do now you know i don't know some people might have an open bin that they store things like uh, potatoes and onions and things like that um do they they create problems are there foods that create problems with pets there's lots of things in the kitchen that can cause problems with pets so you've got your onions are important Mm. uh lots of uh, ingestion of onions can cause red blood cell problems in dogs so you have to be a little bit careful with them a lot of people don't know that macadamia nuts can be really toxic to dogs oh. in particular so okay. that's a bit of an odd one other nuts seem to be okay but uh, macadamias in particular can cause hind leg problems um oh. it does wear off over time but uh, you know, heard, they can um, get quite sick grapes and raisins grapes, yeah grapes, that's a wine. big one we're okay. seeing that a lot more commonly now so what's, what's, what's uh, their um, allergy to grapes we don't really know what yeah. the actual toxic uh, component is and yes. some dogs can eat grapes and be mm. okay and mm. other dogs can't and we don't know which ones are going to be affected and which ones aren't right. so 
if any dog eats grapes, we just assume that they're one of those dogs that could have like problems because yeah. it causes kidney issues. Ah, so, okay. yeah, so any type of grape, raisin, sultana, anything like that, we say keep out of reach. Yeah. Mm. Um, so with a lot of foods, we should be making sure that they're either stored in cupboards or mm-hmm. out of reach if we have pets. Yep. Um, and even, you know, something as, uh, as innocent as a, a fruit bowl or something like that could contain grapes or other things that, that you know, I mean, like I even, avocado. Even avocado, board, yeah. Like that. Avocado, mm. I can't believe. Yeah, but, so, uh, yeah, there's lots of different things there that you need to be cautious about. Is it the avocado itself or is it the, the skin pip? or not the pip what do you call it the i think stone? it's all all parts all, all of it yeah okay. yes it's Shit. Okay. I better take Look, it off the list. we're going to talk a little bit more about pet proofing your home uh the kitchen's a great place to start um and we're going to talk a little bit more to dr nicole after this break to Joy 94.9, our house. And uh, we've heard the theme music, which means it's time for... All sorts of things, isn't it? No, it's not quite time for a song. No, not yet. Goodness me. Rosemary, are you there, Rosemary? Yes, I'm here. What's on tonight's show, Rosemary? What are we talking about? We're talking about... I've got some, um, you know, shoe container... What you put your shoes in in the cupboard? To keep your shoes all together and uh, in the cupboard? Yes. Yeah. What are you and doing with them? What am I doing with them? I'm going to take them and I'm going to put them on the fence. Mm-hmm. Throw herbs in them. Oh. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. So use those little pockets that you would normally put shoes in and put herbs in it. Yes. What oh. are these, like cloth pockets or something that you put your shoes into? Like a cloth bag with a drawstring. Yes, yes. And then what, you're going to fill them with dirt and tie them to the fence? Yes. I'm going to tie them to the... I'm going to attach them to the fence first and then I'm going to fill them with dirt Mm. and I'm going to put herbs in them. So that will give them natural drainage because they're made of cloth? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I suppose they're probably just the right size too. Will they um, stay up there for a while, do you think? Well, they should stay up there for quite a while. What are your favourite herbs, Rosemary? I've got one at the front with um, succulents in it. Oh, oh. What are, so, you, what are your favourite? What are your favourite herbs, Rosemary? Well, I like uh, parsley, oregano, basil. So all of the um, major ones, Rosemary. Yeah. Would rosemary do? Would would that work in one of your vertical no, garden bags? Big, I don't think it? so. No, it gets no, it get too big. Too big. Right. Yeah. And is uh, just out of interest with rosemary. Is that one of those herbs that keep the flies away? I don't know about it keeping the flies away, but it it's very nice in some of your cooking. Yes. Okay. Look, a very interesting idea about creating a, a hanging garden. Um, so you'd be able to just water it, and it'll just drain out. Um, you, would you, you be able to put things like as well, yeah? You? Would you be able to put things like lettuces, like rocket and uh, baby spinach and stuff like that in it? Yeah, yeah. And should yeah. all herbs be in a shaded area? Not really. Okay. No. Hey, Rosemary, we've got um, Doctor Nicole from the Perrin Veterinary Clinic here tonight. You've got a couple of dogs, don't you? I've got two 
long-haired Dachshunds. Oh, beautiful. Oh, what are their names? What are their names? Charm and Wesley. Oh, oh very cute. Yeah, very cute. I love the idea of your uh, uh, herb garden because it keeps it up out of the way of the animals as well, so they can't landscape and un- yeah. uh, unplant your plants. <laughs> I do like that idea. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the dogs um, do any gardening with you, Rosemary, or are they are they are they well trained? They don't dig any holes in your backyard. Oh no! Well, they they have. I've opened a bit up that wasn't open for dogs, but they seem to have got in there a little bit. But Ooh. that's oh. all right. They've got to be able to dig somewhere. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, that's so, that's so now is the herb planting time. We need to get our herbs out there and in, in, in those hanging baskets. You think? Well, I'm going to try anyway. All right. Well, I mean, that's part of what it's all about is just giving it a go and getting out there and getting your hands a little bit dirty. Well, I wanted to let you know that I propagated a geranium and I put honey on the end of it and and shoved it in the pot and it seems to be working. Good. So I I thank you for the advice. Well, we hope everybody else is listening to your advice as well, Rosemary. Thanks very much for joining us tonight on Our House. Okay. Bye. Bye. It's time for another song. It is Steps. Love's got a hold on my heart.
Come on in to our house on Joy 94.9. Now, while we're on the show, this is our house, and we've got Dr. Nicole in here tonight. We were just laughing our heads off during that song. Did you know Nicole was just saying that her husband is her enabler? And so what that means is, (laughs) what happens in your bedroom at night, Nicole? Well, we have a dog and three cats that sleep on the bed with us and so I'm a bit naughty and I do allow my pets to sleep on the bed (laughs) and uh, my husband's very very accommodating so he's very very uh, forgiving and he just enables me to have all of these animals in the house well he chose a bed as a partner look I think we've got to love animals in our house there's just no other way of dealing with it we might actually get back to the bedroom in a moment because we need to go to the bedroom a little bit later on uh, because it is Valentine's Day but we were in the kitchen before and we're talking about pet-proofing your kitchen. Uh, We've talked about fruits and vegetables and things like that. Uh, There's some special issues with things like dishwashers and microwaves and Yes, I have actually had a couple of patients that tried to climb inside the washing machine and the dryer and the dishwasher. And if people are unaware, then they can turn those appliances on and it doesn't go very well, Um, particularly cats and ferrets. They're they're a bit uh, sneaky. So just the... Just get into the habit of checking inside before you turn your washing machine Which on or your dishwasher. Which kind brings me to the next question, mm. electrical cables. Yeah. Mm. Are, they, um, are they good to have around the house? Or, I mean, I could, well, I could we just, need them. Well, They're part I, of everyday I, life. I would hate it if my dog was chewing on our electrical cables yeah. all over the house. Fortunately, she doesn't. I do have a story about that. My grandmother used to have a poodle that yeah. chewed through an electrical cable and yeah. she had a massive burn across the top of her nose. Oh, really? And it was Ooh. only because we had a safety switch in the house that she didn't get electrocuted. Oh, yeah, of course. So so we do hear of rabbits in particular. They love to get their teeth into cables and things. Yes. So one of the things I often tell people with rabbits is to run the cables through a PVC pipe yes. so that the rabbits can't actually get at the cables uh, and that can be helpful. can help with puppies as well. I was amazed um, um, a couple of years ago we had um, rats get into, mm-hmm. into our kitchen and eat through the, um, the water hose of the dishwasher because it was so... Hot and dry outside, and yep. I just couldn't believe that they'd actually have gone to that extent. Where there's a water. will, there's a way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had to yeah. get a new dishwasher. And so also was... things like dangly wires and stuff like that. Cats mm-hmm. love to play with those sorts of things, so yeah. they're going to destroy your TV. Yeah, you go onto uh, the internet and you can see all these wonderful photos of cats being caught in Venetian blinds and mm, looking yeah. very, very guilty um, no and those sorts of things. So, yeah, you've got to be careful of dangly things. Because we're they looking after the safety of our pet, yeah. Mm. What happens with pets and flowers, Nicole? Well, one of the most common flowers we're seeing in cut flower arrangements now is the oriental lily. Mm -hmm. And they're a beautiful-looking flower, but unfortunately they are deadly to cats. Oh, really? Absolutely. So it takes a a cat eating a small piece of the leaf or the petal or the stamen, which is the inside of it, or even the pollen. And even a small piece, about the quarter of your small fingernail, um, Mm. can actually cause a cat to die. So it causes their kidneys to shut down. It's really horrible. And I've lost kittens as young as six months old from having eaten it because they don't show symptoms until their kidneys are are very failing. failing. And it's too late then. So if you do have lilies and your uh, significant other has given you a beautiful bouquet of flowers for uh, Valentine's Day mm. and you've got a cat, just Straight don't in the don't, Just put them outside. <laughs> Relationship <laughs> over. Outside. We've got to yeah. stay, save our yeah. cat and straight yeah. into the bin. What about um, all of those ribbons that dogs and cats... 
like to gobble up at Christmas time yeah. or mm. when, when, you know, when Valentine's Day gifts are or, given. Really or other yeah. things. Like we had a dog that used to uh, eat the crutch out of undies. Mm. Oh, did you? Mm. Yeah. Right. right. That's why they... Clean ones. But, they were clean. I That's had one dog that vomited up 12 pairs of undies <gasps> once. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's certainly a common thing. Were, they little, to were they little lace knickers <laughs> yeah, they or were they, were they full on It was a variety. Fans. There was some granny undies in there and there were some G-strings. So What sort of dog was this? It's a Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve pairs. Twelve pairs. I took a fr- I took a friend that to. Must have been tasty. I took a friend to a family's house once, and she, lovely Sue Elliott, if you're listening, you'll love this story because it's all about you. She had this dog <laughs> ate the crotch out of all of her underpants. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, yep. And but the, I thought, what I could, um, actually it doesn't matter. I was going to say they were all clean. I don't understand yeah. the fascination. Yeah, with, no, I, yeah, I don't yeah. either. That, that, my dog used to well, eat the clean ones, fresh out. Of, she'd yeah, the dogs have got a sense of smell a lot stronger well, than. Than ours, so right, we think yeah. they're clean, but yeah. you know, yes, and yeah, the dogs yeah. go, Wow, you've washed them for me, thanks. But what's the danger with that? That it can get well, caught they can in get caught in their guts, yeah. and then we ah. have to go in and do surgery to oh. remove it. So, yeah. it can and be it might be nasty. some of the laundry aromas and things like that they put into scents that they put into uh softeners and laundry, liquids yeah. And I found like that. my dogs aren't really that discerning, they'll eat anything, mm. particularly sort of dirty stuff. You know, if oh. I come home from the vet clinic and I've got animal smells on me, um, then my it. dog actually goes nuts. So, yeah, okay, so keep no food in the kitchen. Don't keep any uh, clothing or underwear in the house. Or socks. Uh, socks don't have any one. computers yeah. or TVs or anything with a dangling wire. No. Um, Live in a tent, I think. What about in the garage? Because I think, mm. you know, animals love to go into the garage because it's quiet and it's usually quite dark, so it's a good area to go into. Yep. So thinking about things that you might be using in the garden, like snail bait and rat bait, uh, they're very, very toxic. And unfortunately, they're made to be palatable, so our rats eat them and the snails mm-hmm. eat them, and then animals eat them too. And even the animal-safe ones, the ones that say that they've got a, a flavour deterrent or that they're safe to use around dogs and cats, are still toxic. Oh, so I didn't know that. my recommendation okay. is don't. Okay, right. I recommend to put crushed-up eggshells around your seedlings. So Yeah, and there's some other alternatives there you can try. Uh, so, yeah, stay away, stay away from those. And just having a look at different things like uh, whether you've got paints in that are sitting in the garage yeah. or other toxic if they're low down, just put them out of reach. Antifreeze. Yeah, antifreeze, antifreeze is a big one. Yeah, most of our sweet. cars have yeah. antifreeze and might yeah. overflow a little bit, especially on a hot day or something. So yeah. that's something to be cleaned up? or Yeah, definitely get rid of it. Dilute it as much as you can with water and then uh, sort of mop it up. Okay. Look, um, we also have, um, before we get back to pet-proofing your house, we have a new little segment to talk about and it's, um, coming up straight after this break. Well, it's time for our new segment. We haven't got a jingle yet. We're still working on it. This is how new this new segment is. That new. It's called Low Hanging Fruit. And I've decided to pop this into the show because now we talk to amazing guests such as Nicole tonight, but we talk to a lot of amazing people. And we're going to play one of the people from the last couple of weeks straight up now. If there was one piece of advice that you could give our listeners, what would it be? Uh, the most important thing is to take responsibility for your own fire safety in your home, and it's really simple. Um, if you're in a domestic dwelling, uh, it's a residential smoke alarm, and you can buy a residential smoke alarm for about 25 bucks. You can get one that lasts you 10 years, and you don't even have to change the battery anymore. You can bang one in all of your bedrooms and all your living rooms, and you can be, uh, pardon the pun, as safe as houses for yeah. the rest of your life. Oh. Now, that's great advice from um, Rob Purcell. Rob 
Purcell, yes, from I the MFB. We he was in the studio. <laughs> and we're, actually, we've got another piece of advice for you as well. What's your top tip for, for being more sustainable? Well, if you're trying to retrofit at least cost a house that's not performing that well and that, that has a lot of energy use, well, you, you really want to stop uh, the way that the house is exchanging heat um, or temperature with the environment. So yep. the, the really basic thing is insulation and draft sealing. That, that is the biggest payback that you can do in, in most homes. Now, those two pieces of advice are low-hanging fruit, and I know you were just checking out the last little piece from Rob... Per, uh, no, it was from Brendan... Brendan. Condon, who was on last week, which you missed the show, uh, but I know you've already listened to the podcast. And that's the point. If you Mm. want to know about housing sustainability, echo housing, and what you can do just in your own home to make it a little bit more friendly, more energy efficient, or if you want to hear about tips on fire Fire safety, safety. how to actually make your home a much safer place to live in, those are the best pieces of advice, but you can go to our podcast. Now, how do you go to our podcast, Paul? Now, interestingly enough, David, <laughs> David, you're our... I drew a blank. I'm the podcster. David, okay, you're the podcast, our podcast. Guys. All right. Yes. You if go we could to, just throw it back in. Go to joy.org.au forward slash our house and uh, look at all the podcasts from all of the episodes. Yeah, right. so if you want to find out, well, I know you've already listened to the uh, sustainability one, Russ, and I I'm do, not going to ask to, you questions right now. No, I go to we the gym time. and I put my headphones yeah. on and I listen to our house. And also the fire one was a brilliant, brilliant mm. one. Oh, uh, well, Rob was fantastic to have here and he... He gave us some good advice. You can also check out uh, podcasts from our Facebook page, which is under... Our, Our house, 94.9. 94.9 yeah. on Facebook. So you can always pick up the podcast anyway. Of course, you can go to your favourite um, podcast serving thingy, which is iTunes or whoever else you use. Your app. Check your app. Yeah, and you'll be getting more advice in just a moment. But at the moment... We're going to... We, I can't believe it's it's almost over. We're All right, well, we're going to get started. Let's, let's I've get got some a more great advice. Conversation. I've got a great question for my vet. Yes. Nicole, puppies and pools. Puppies and pools. <gasps> mm-hmm. Just remembering that uh, kids-safe pools are not puppy-safe pools. Okay. So remembering that the uh, vert- vertical bars that puppies can walk straight through and yeah. they don't see a pool as a dangerous thing so they'll walk into it and then they can't get out of it by themselves. Mm. So it can end in tragedy and it's really, really sad when it does happen. I'm sure yeah. it is. I, I was telling you during the break that one of the saddest things I had to deal with as a high school student was one of my friends whose dogs got into the pool and there yeah. was a cover on the pool and yeah, so they, they were trapped underneath and couldn't get out. It was really yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, the other question I've got for you are dogs and fireworks. Now, this past New Year's mm. Eve, we, oh, yeah. we thought we were so good. We'd stayed at home with the dog all night, just took off for 10 minutes to go and watch the fireworks and by the time we got back, she was a mess mm. and so was my daughter. She'd almost ripped it off its hinges. Yeah, dogs can do amazing things when they're stressed and, and yeah. particularly with the fireworks. Um, we get a lot of problems around New Year's Eve and Australia Day, all of those days where they have these wonderful fireworks displays. Mm. And there are some animals that will injure themselves or run in front of traffic or jump off a balcony or do anything to get away because they're so scared. Mm. They just don't know what to do. So if you do have a dog that suffers from anxiety and is having trouble, have a talk to your vet because there are things that we can do to try and help them out. And there are also CDs that you can uh, play to desensitise them to it. I had heard that. Yeah, uh, classical music I, I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Well, we play being... classical music in the vet clinic to keep okay. our patients calm. So, uh, <laughs> and it helps with 
us too. I thought you were talking about uh, the owners. Yeah. So it helps with us too. But uh, there are CDs that you can put on uh, and uh, start off with very low levels and gradually yeah. work up until you're Like the 1812 Overture or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, that's one, one of them. But well, there's a special CD that's put together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Nicole, right. if someone finds a dog in their backyard or their front yard, mm-hmm. would you recommend that they just take them straight down to the local vet? Or what, yeah. what, what is the easiest thing to do instead of bringing the pound or, or whatever? I, I always... Well, I, certainly taking them to a local vet. We'll always take a stray animal in. Yeah. And the uh, good thing nowadays is that most animals are microchipped. Yeah. So yes. they have a form of identification and we can contact owners mm. if uh, if it's after hours um, and we can keep, can keep them safe at least. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we still have to notify the council because that's important as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we can at least keep them safe. And emergency centres are open 24-7 as well. Oh, so you can always take them there uh, if you find an animal after hours. And don't hold on to it because one of the biggest problems we have is people are desperately seeking their pet yeah, and it's being kept yep. in a backyard safe, but yeah. it's you know they don't know where it is Straight and it's really yeah. scary. Because we don't yeah. have the microchip readers, so no. we can't well, exactly. go, oh, you know, I'll just ring up uh, Russ and say, look, Gwenny's over here again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, and lastly, out. Nicole, my, uh, uh, you guys, no, no. You, you, um, your uh, clinic is in one of our neighbourhoods, Paran. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, well, I've yeah, never well, noticed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask you. I bet you, but you'd be having a a revolving door of GLBTI folk coming through the clinic. There makes no difference to us. Ba- honestly, I know, yeah. I know, but I just I love I love fur babies, and I just. Yeah. You know, but also, you we, know, we do have a lot of people from your, the community that come in to see us, and yes. we love having them because Paran they are is, really dedicated owners. Really, Paran is definitely changing yeah. though as well because it's becoming it more of an apartment area. Yep. So, are you seeing more pets that people keep in smaller apartments? We're seeing a lot more smaller animals, like smaller dogs and cats, and uh, a lot more rabbits and uh, guinea pigs and things as well. So uh, there is a shift in the dynamics. We know that dog and cat ownership is dropping across uh, Australia. Okay. Uh, But they're pocket pets and uh, rats, which are my favourite, um, (laughs) uh, growing quite significantly. Okay, rats and, of course, ferrets, because you're a a lover of ferrets as well. Well, it's been great having you on the show, Dr. Nicole Hoskin from the Paran Veterinary Hospital. And uh, they are a great team. I can vouch for them um, myself, having been taking my girls to be patients there on occasions. Um, Thank you very much for joining us to talk about keeping your home safe for your pets. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.